Parashas Matas Masai this week. Uh, Masai is the last parasha in Sefer Bamidbar, and it's an interesting parasha. Uh, it's truly the end of the Torah in a certain sense, because par- Sefer Devarim is Moshe Rabbeinu speaking in his own words. It's differently, uh, it's, it's, it's presented differently than the rest of the Torah. So this is the first four Sfarim of the Torah are HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaking through Moshe as if you know, Moshe is not talking. Moshe is like a th- another person is talking. A third person is talking, and then uh, Sefer Dvarim is first person is Moshe Rabbeinu talking, and Parshas Masai therefore kind of sum- summarizes everything that happened from leaving Mitzrayim until Klai Yisrael got up to this point, and it goes through all the Masais, all the different trips and, tra- and the travails that they met along the way till they got to that point, and we read it in a very interesting way. We read it like a shira. We read it with a special tune. If you're in shul, um, when we say the Masais, we we uh, we say it with the same kind of tune that you would say as Yasha. And it's interesting, like why are, are we listing all these places? Why are we summarizing it? What's the point? And why do we read it like a shira? Now Rashi brings a pshat from Medrashan Chuma that he gives a mashal to a king that had traveled with his son to a distant land in order to get a cure for the son's illness. And on the way back, when after they're successful, the king recounted each place that they passed through, the trials and tribulations that they faced there. Here we rested, here we froze, here your head started to hurt. And that's the point, Rashi says, according to the Medrash, why we're listing out all the places Klai Yisrael went in the Midbar and the challenges that they faced in those places. Now the Bartanura, who wrote, primarily known for a Sefer Mishnayis, says a pshat over here. And he says what this means is, is that when Klai Yisrael left Mitzrayim, they essentially were sick. They had a sickness. They were still connected to Abed Zara, And that, had to, that needed to be ironed out of the system, so to speak. And throughout their travels, throughout the Midbar, their, all their challenges stemmed from the fact that they were still coming closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and getting further away from the Abed Zara. And their nisyanis and the mistakes that they made all revolved around that until they finally got to this point where they came close enough to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, close enough to what Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov were trying to accomplish so that they were then um, able to go into Eretz Yisrael. Now, if you think about that, it seems like then this is kind of a Musr Shmuz that HaKadosh Baruch is really giving them. He's telling them about, you know, all the, the different places you've been and all the things you did wrong. And yet we read it like a Shira. We read it like a, uh, you know, like a big praise of HaKadosh Baruch So why is that... Uh, the the listing of all the the ways we struggled and were challenged and ultimately you know we got to the end but why would that be read as a shira why is that so nice so Sefer Chidusha Halev he says a beautiful thought on this which I'd like to share and it helps us understand a little bit what we're doing when we're mourning for the Beis Hamikdash he explains that Hashem wasn't giving us musr he says on the contrary he was demonstrating to us us how much we've grown and how we've achieved each step of our greatness. He's not reminding us our sins to say like well, how foolish we were and what kind of mistakes we made, but on the contrary, he's demonstrating how we made those mistakes and then we learn from them, and then we grew from them, and that's how we are able to come to the place and to the level that we are at this point. And at the close of the Torah, in this, you know, through Sefer Bar-Midbar, it was imperative for us to look back and realize all that we'd be, we had accomplished 
throughout our time in the Midbar, through the, the journeys that the Jews spent. It wasn't that they were wasting their time and they were just delayed uh, you know, unnecessarily for 40 years when they really should have gone to Teres Israel. That wasn't wasted time. It was time that was extraordinarily important and crucial that they was it was utilized that Klai Yisrael should grow to a level that they were worthy of entering Eretz Yisrael. Now, sin is an unfortunate thing, but it was in this case, it did propel Klai Yisrael to change and to grow and to become greater. And that's why we read it in terms of Ashira. We look back and we understand that this was all something we should praise the Kaddish Baruch Hu for because it helped us become who we are now today. Now, the interesting thing is, is that Hashem needs to point this out to Klai Yisrael and as if we wouldn't see that ourselves. And this, the Sefer Kedush Alev says, it's such a true point. It's really something to think about a lot, is that we overlook our achievements and we always zero in on our failures. We rarely take stock of what we've accomplished and what we've grown, even from our failures. Um, and, and if not that Hashem pointed it out, the Kaiser would have looked at it. And you think about it, uh, you know, for ourselves. Our failures cause us pain and bother us ten times as much as our successes give us satisfaction or pleasure or happiness, right? Have you ever said something nice to a person and then they came back to you and they really thanked you for it and they gave you nice feedback? Um... Can you think about it? Do you remember such a thing? Or do you rather remember sometimes that when we said something careless to a person and hurt their feelings, right? Which is the one that we're more likely to remember and more likely to regret and it like eat up, eat us, eat us up. We're not going to remember the times or the many times that we may have, uh, you know, helped someone and, 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 and helped them uh, move ahead and, and get over something. Or have we made a decision once that was a good decision, a smart decision, and we saved money or we made money or another time where we made a not such a smart decision and we lost money, a stupid mistake, which is the one that we're going to remember, which is the one that's going to really bother us, that's going to really stick with us. Or, you know, when we have a bad interaction with a child and it doesn't come out as the way we would really like it to happen, or when we have a wonderful time with a child, which is the one that we're going to dwell upon. It's just so natural for us to dwell upon our failures and just let that eat us up instead of a re-recognizing our successes and at least letting it give us the equal amount of pleasure and satisfaction and B, recognizing that those failures eventually led us to become better and to change and to then not repeat them and to become better at it. And then in, in retrospect, those are something to sing Shira about because they enabled us to become a better person. That's the message that HaKadosh Baruch was trying to give to Kalei Yisrael by recounting all the travels and the tribulations and everything they went through, all the challenges they faced, to tell them, look what has happened as a result. Look where you've gotten to. Look how much you've grown. Look how much you've succeeded. And look back and appreciate those accomplishments. And therefore we sing Shira for them. Have a good night and a wonderful Shabbos.